three, two, one. Yo, yo, all I did was just wet the whole that's fucking screen. <laughs> I wet the whole fucking screen. <laughs> yo, <laughs> I saw. I saw the fucking waterfall. I said, this is some new special effect shit? What the fuck is going on? They didn't tell me that salsa was a champagne edition. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? It's awesome. It'll be awesome. (laughs) What's up, everybody? This is a Breeze Shooter uh, Social Nostra collaboration. And today's show is sponsored by Create Leverage Clothing. Um. We are Breeze Shooters Podcast. We are the show that brings you news, sports, poker, and everything in between. We love the tweeters. I got to let my man get right. I got to let him get right. (laughs) (laughs) And today, man, Chris, I think today we we, we got a big one, man. You've been been taking shots, man. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, man. (laughs) Christian, today today was a step back. A step back three. (laughs) No, but today yeah, we yeah. today we got the talented Rolando Molina. He's been Chris. I, I was looking at his IMBD, close to a hundred films, TV shows. Close. He's 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 right in that area. Notable shows, Chris. You ask. He yeah, got his break. Close. He got his break in an American classic, American Me, the Mexican uh, gangster. Yeah, movie. yeah, that's a classic. That is a classic movie. Classic. Next classic. Friday after next, that was part two. Okay. He was in that. He was a uh, Joker. He was been in Family Guy, and he's been in American Dad. Those are two iconic. Damn, yeah. Shameless. Wow. CSI Miami. Sons of Anarchy. I remember him from Sons of Anarchy. Yes, yes, yes. Chris, do you remember Dexter? He was in Dexter. The serial yeah, killer coming back. Yeah, I remember yeah. Yeah, the show is coming back. He's been in big movies such as Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey. Uh, most more more recently, he's been in Marvel's Agents of Shield, and okay. he appeared in Virtuosity with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. And Chris, there's a bunch of other movies that uh, I don't know you with. No, when when you told me who you got lined up for today. All I thought it was about that Wayne Gretzky uh, 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 saying, you you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And you're taking shots, and, and, and God bless you, man. God bless you, man. Did he tell me no, <laughs> but you know, you keep shooting, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank uh, DJ EFN from uh, Drink Champs. Really, really cool dude. Great interview. Uh, got to learn a, a little bit about the podcast game. Got to learn a little bit about what's going on uh, with the Joe Button podcast, another podcast, okay. and, how, and how you know the struggles they had in the beginning before they got to deal with Revolt. So, really good interview, really good dude, and um, really um, you know, really glad that he gave us the opportunity. So, thank you, DJ AFN. Uh, yes, he's a friend of the show now. He subscribes to our IG page, so that's really nice. So, Chris. Word on the word on Eighth Avenue is that you're running away from 
um, tall women that are screaming, red light, green light. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we got something, we got something cooking, we got something cooking, but, but, um, what, I don't know, I, I thought it was a lot of hype, but the Squid Games thing, Lou, the, the thing, now, I was having a conversation with my girl uh, the other day, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I told her, "What can they come up with?" Because the because I'm 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 I like the survival game. I like the even reality. It, it could be a reality show. If it's a competition, I like shit like that. Um, I, I don't know if you remember the movie with Ice T. Was yes. it surviving the game? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember the name, but that's one. That's a classic right there. Ice T bodied that role. Yes, 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 yes. So, I I love movies like that. So, um, when I saw the Squid Games, I'm like, holy shit! This is this is this is some shit right here. But after it was all said and done, I, I, listen, season number one, amazing, amazing, exactly. So I was asking my girl. I wonder what, how is it going to be? So we started coming up with plot. You know, I don't think the cop is dead. You know what? I don't think the cop is dead. I, I binged. I saw the whole thing, but I fell asleep in between a couple of episodes. All right, so. But uh, <laughs> you told me. I just no, fucked it up for you. No, just... <laughs> no, listen. Listen, I don't even know who the cop is, so we're good. <laughs> Oh no no all no! Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I do know the, I do know the cop. All Koreans. these uh, Koreans. Koreans. It's all the same. It's all you know. They all just like you know. Let me tell you, <laughs> yo, Chris. Tell me, a- after like 20, 30 minutes in, you're not even races out the window. It's just like you're all for the guys. Like, oh man, I hope this guy makes it. This the, the old man is the one that got me. The old man. When I seen him, I said, "Yo, that is so real, man." No, and this is why it's funny you you get you you get into you get into the old man because I'm watching it and I tell my girl I said listen, these fucking writers are motherfuckers because you know you're, you're emotionally you're gonna get attached to the old man with the tumor and he can't even hardly walk this way that way, so I'm like and I know he's gonna die. There's no way because because these games red light green light okay, I could I could see him surviving that, but. The no, other Chris. more physical competitions. No, Chris, the way he was moving, that red light green. I didn't, I didn't think he was gonna make it to the end. I said no. He way. was like hunched. He was hunched. No, but, but it worked. It worked to it worked to a strategy because he was still as fuck. <laughs> you could, I can see myself. I can see me and you running like that scene when the kid falls and the guy grabs the shirt and the shirt just starts ripping. Oh shit! <laughs> Don't give away. Don't give away the scene. Oh, play that one. But um. Yeah, yeah, no, phenomenal. Highly recommended. Uh, uh, just so you know, I heard, I, I didn't hear, I, I read that uh, December 2022, season two is going to come out. So we got a whole year to uh, wait for, for the season two. And this is the funny thing. My daughter, she's telling me, Dad, this game, because she's all into that anime stuff. Yeah, she's, yeah. Dad, Dad, you got to watch the Squid Games. The, the name alone. I said, yeah, whatever, whatever. I, and then I said, yeah, you're, then one day I told her, I said, you're, you're corny. You don't know what's fly. <laughs> Fast forward, I'm at the dentist and I'm getting a, a procedure done. And the dentist like, yo, have you seen Squid Game? He's all in my mouth. I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, 
Is it the dentist? They want to have conversation with guys with their elbows all the way in your mouth. It's like, yo, what the, really? That's what you want to talk to me? So he told me I went home. I started watching the first episode. I said, oh, man, I like this. You know what? I, I like the concept of people down and out. I like the concept of people down and out and they only got that one shot. And it's like, that's what that's what that's what hooks you because you're rooted for them. You want them to win. You want them to win. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, uh, the Pakistani dude, uh, that one got me because he genuinely had a good heart. He did. He, he did. genuinely had a good heart. And even after he beat the dude, he and the dude came up with an idea. Uh, we could do this together. He he he. he was still in his heart, he yeah. In his heart, he said, "All right, whatever." You know, uh, that one got me. Uh, but it's crazy. It's crazy, 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 crazy series. Um, it's, it's it's life or death, man. This is you know I, you know I I talk to people. You know, we go back to the uh, um, and I don't want to get off too much off topic, but you know. Back in the day, you had these conversations with women about the movie Indecent Proposal, Demi Moore, Robert Redford, and Woody Harrelson. You know, oh, I would never do that. And I see it's easy. It's easy for you to sit back here and uh, and make a decision when you're when you're good, when you have food on your table, your your kids are not starving, your your house is not about to be on a when is it on a when, when you're about to lose your foreclosure it's easy to say oh, i would never do that i would never sell my body for a million dollars no put yourself in a situation and then like literally put yourself in a situation and then we have a conversation so you know they they going back to the squid games you know at the end of the day i don't know they decided to make teams and shit but you have i'm to. over here thinking no, you have to loop, but because of the, the the gang fights that were happening when the, no, the lights went up, <laughs> yo, yo, it turned into American me, man. It would. <laughs> I thought. I'm spoiler thought, alert! If you haven't seen it yet, you might you might want to turn it off. <laughs> Speaking of, I know I'm all over the place. American me. I found out that uh, um, I saw an interview with uh, Danny Trejo. Trejo, Trejo. Yeah, yeah, Danny you know Trejo. the, the Machete. Yeah. He said that they were gonna that they were gonna um they were gonna, they they went after John uh what's his name the oh, the Mexican dude the the, the protagonist from American Me John uh, uh Elmo John uh, Edward uh Edward John Edward Elmo. James Edward Elmo. James almost yes. yeah uh, Elmo is from Sesame Street but but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so because uh the Mexican mafia really didn't like uh. The portrayal of that movie, yeah. Oh, they, really? I, I think that I think they felt the uh, the the raping the the rape the the raping scenes in the prison. I think that it really that they, they weren't too fond of how the, was that portrayed. True or not, they just that's didn't a, like it. You know, Mexicans are real machista and shit like that. You know, don't that's a around. good that's a good question for Rolando. See if there's any truth to that. Because you know yeah, him yeah, yeah. him and Danny, they they did a couple of movies together. They've been in several movies together. So I'm pretty yeah. sure they probably know each other. But um, I had I had that I, I just I just I saw that a few a few a few weeks ago. And just now that you caught this, got to catch this guy for the interview was uh, I, I just I just it reminded me of, of that situation. Listen, Chappelle show. Have you seen it? The Chappelle uh, the closer. He's he's the goat man. He's I, I, you know, Chris. You got. 
I know what you're going to say. You got to go back and see it a second time. Some stuff that he was saying was just like, woof. I had to remember. No. I said, did he just say that line he said with the when he, he starts talking about how blacks were attacking Asian uh, Asian people and hitting mm-hmm. them? He goes, that's how it felt in my body. The blacks were winning. They were killing. Yeah. I was I guess, like, I guess, uh, like I guess he's just. Corona. Yeah. I was no. like, Wow. Yo, no, I know. No, I got dude, that, it. No, that, that, that's like a that's like Biggie dropping a line right there. That was a fucking <laughs> bar. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I'm not saying the stand up was bad. I I I, I actually really like the the stand up, the show, the the closer. Um, was that when you say the goat? Um, I'll put them. I'll put them. I'll put them top three, but the goat, you know, you, you would have to put them above Richard Pryor. I think so. You would have to, you would have to put them above uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. I think Eddie Murphy's stand-up, Delirious yeah. and Raw, are, are and, you ridiculous. Know, you, and Chris, you, in one sense, you're you're right. People and I get mad at people that do this. Like they're in the moment. Oh, this guy's the best. Uh, yeah, exactly. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is though, I'm looking at the body of work that he put up on Netflix. This series right here, Chris. If you seen what the hell he was talking about, he essentially tied all those everything shows. up. Yep. To me, that is genius. Nobody's Amazing. ever done something like that. Yeah, it's yes. almost like he told the story in reverse. He's telling you on the closer. He goes, "This is the reason why I was saying the things I was." And then when he breaks down the what 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 it means to be a feminist, he goes, "I'm a feminist too." So it, it was just it's total brilliance, no. man. Like what the, his wordplay and the way he was tying things together was just amazing for me. No. For me, I, I personally think I think he's the best. I just think okay. his observations, the way he could tie things together, the way he sprinkles in the story, the story about the transgender person that you know, yeah. Daphne, that was amazing. I mean, it's unfortunate what happened, but it's just the way he pieces everything together. I think he's really, he's phenomenal. Hey, Chris, these these specials, what, they were three, four months apart? He's not waiting a year and giving you another special. He was banging them out like every three months. So, and they all, and they, and they were all good. Cause you could, all I could you know, they, 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 and I've heard comedians say this, you know, it's hard to come out with two or three specials in a year. Cause I didn't know there goes a lot of work goes into you doing a special. Cause while you're touring, you're getting material, the best material from the stuff. And that's how you put it all together. And then you do your, your special. Um, but no, you use the word, a perfect word to describe him. He was fucking brilliant. It was. And a lot of people are not going to, well, I and mean, I'm not trying to call people stupid or dumb, but a lot of people are not going to understand, are not going to see what you saw in him, tie, what we saw in him tying those, I think it was four specials together. Yeah. You know, his uh, Sticks and Stones was, was amazing and uh, Equilibrium, I think it was, the one he's in, I think it's in Texas and he's in, and he starts talking of, of uh, Iceberg Slim. Yeah, that you don't story, know that story. So, yeah, amazing. Man. So that one right there. Uh, but uh, no, definitely, definitely, little brilliant. What I call, what I, what I, what I call him the goat. I'm a personal super fan of his, but I have to. Uh, I guess I have to, and you know what? It's, it's like the LeBron and the 
Michael Jordan uh, debate. You know, I think at, at, to a certain point, it's all your perspective and your opinion. Um, I believe Kevin Hart is funny. No, Kevin people Hart is there, super funny. You know, people out there might not, uh, you know, he's not that. I've, I've uh, I, um, Kareem doesn't think he's funny. So Kevin it's Hart's just, problem is success. It changed, it changed his material. In the beginning, Kevin Hart was his stand-up was they were killers. He would he yes. he had knee slappers. But what happened, success happened so quick for him, he didn't really have time. Even though I think the last special he did in this house was pretty good. I thought it was okay. But the ones I, in between, they, they weren't that good. Yeah, I, I I think I fell asleep watching uh the last one. I gotta go back and take a look at it. But see, the thing is, you it's funny you bring that up because the success part now I gotta. I gotta be a little bit careful how what I say and how I say it. And he already, Chappelle, you know, mentioned him in his in his last standup. Chappelle said Kevin Hart worked all his life, dreamed all his life to go to the Oscars, and when he gets they 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 they, they dig up some tweets from eleven years ago. So Kevin Hart's a businessman and a very successful one at that. He has a brand. He doesn't want to hurt his brand. Chappelle, it's. Is Chappelle, and he stood by that comedy of, and I'm watching the show, Lou, and co- to be completely honest, and you know we're assholes, so we might we might not see things. The I, I want my girl to see it to see it from her perspective. He didn't really trash the fucking trans transgender people. He didn't trash them. He the the jokes were the, the jokes were jokes, and then the story that tied in. Yeah, no, I I think the 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 premise of a lot of his comedy for that special was that he doesn't have a problem with the transgender community. His problem is that they have that a they're a relatively new group compared to blacks, and mm-hmm. that they have more rights than blacks, or they're they they have more privileges oh, than black. Ex- so that exactly, and that's the parallel that he was kind of like drawing on. He's like he he used a good uh, analogy. He said a transgender person, if he gets into trouble, he could easily call the cops. However, that wouldn't apply to a black transgender person because he would still have to deal with the issues that that that, that, that they the deal black with people going through. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, and I and think that's, that's what, what made they it t- brilliant. That's what they took offense of. I, I think that and, you know, t- some of the yeah. other stuff. But I, you're, you're right. I didn't think it was terribly horrible. But you know what? But each person is a little different on how they're going to receive comedy. But what they're saying, though, is that um, his special is going to is supposed to do something because it's it's supposed to um, it's really speaking to the people that are woke. You know, they use that term all the time that, you know, keep your eyes open. There's a lot going on and there's changes that need to be that need to be had. And I think that's what he was kind of like getting at, you know. No, 100 percent. He, he was clear on that. Yeah. My thing is, you know, these times we're living, Lou, and I know, you know, you, 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 we've had conversations about this, and and you know, if 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 you go back to the beginning of our podcast, the the audio shows, I, you know, I I was me, I would be me, and not that I've changed, but God no, you, you know, we're, <laughs> we're living in a fucking society, man, that everything is and and and. and Everything is, it has to be watered down. Whatever happened to, you know, 
I remember the days where you could, and we spoke about this. I don't want to sound too repetitive. School for us was such a learning experience, not educationally, but in life, because the snaps and your and your and your mama's so fat and your mama's so black and your mama's so poor and your mama's so old and look at you and look at this and look at that that created thick skin for us you know i would love to see the 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 suicide um stats from when we were growing up to the suicide stats now and the thing is they're using all these these um Perfect example, Chappelle says a couple of jokes about um, the transgender and the, and the LGBTQRSTIVI or community. And every, oh, they make it all into a big thing. And they'll start using those, you know, and same thing goes with the Black Lives Matter, but in the Black Lives Matter thing is a little bit more serious because the fight has been a lot, lot longer. The rights, the civil rights have been uh, stepped on for so many years. And I, and that's why he's, I'm glad you pointed out, that's what he's talking about. But but don't get it twisted though. He was talking about, he was talking, he also, you know, in the, in the special, he's talking about the, the, what you call the struggles of the gay man and what they had to go through. But he's just saying that it was a different core of gay folks back then that they were tougher and they fought for their rights. And he says, it's just like what you were just alluding to folks are just built a little different now. And it's just quick to cancel somebody. Whereas, yeah. you know, things were being handled differently in, you know, back in the day. And I'm glad uh, uh, kudos to Spotify for putting a stop to to the bullshit that they wanted to cancel Joe Rogan for something he said months ago. Kudos to Netflix for putting out the statement, we're not canceling uh, David Chappelle's show. Cause that's the problem. You give in to this, to this Mickey Mouse bullshit and, that's, and then we find ourselves in such a weak minded world. Like people are mentally, these generations are, they mentally weak and it's, and it's hard to look at. These kids are being raised like, you know, I, I, I um, quick story uh, and, and we'll tie it into this. Um, a few years ago, you know, we're going back eight, nine, maybe 10 years. Um, when I used to work out with Orlando, we used to, um, we used to get like little groups together, bike ride and work out in, Coney Island Beach or work out in the parks and stuff like this. There was this dude, fit dude, white dude, amazing, cool dude, very respectful. And something happened one time in Coney Island. He saw a mother say something to a kid. Now, it's not, it's not even a quarter of how your mother talked to you, Lewis, or how my mother talked to me. This was like a Park Slopian lady telling her daughter, I believe, to not do something in a very, very, very polite way. 
But I guess that the dude didn't like the way that the mother was talking to the the, the, the baby could have been six, seven years old. Mm. That he wanted to approach her and tell her that's not the way to talk to. And I'm like, now I understand some of us have been through abuse. Some of us have seen abuse. Some of some of us have witnessed um, our parents or whatever uh, being abused. But just because I'm reprimanding my child in my way doesn't mean that I'm I'm abusing the kid, and he really wanted to. And and this was this was like ten years ago, Lewis. Mm. Can you imagine you 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 in a mall or something? And Shawnee is 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 kicking a can or something, and and Sean, stop doing that. And he keeps kicking it, and Sean, I told you stop doing that. And somebody put, sir, you shouldn't raise your voice to your son. That's the seed. Yeah, that's how stupid it sounds. That's the seed that has been planted, and it comes up to where all this cancel culture shit is. That's crazy. Chris, I got I got Rolando. Let me bring Let's him go. in. Yes, sir. You should have told me to shut up a long time ago. No, no. He, he just popped on right now, so <laughs> I wanted to give him time to get in. Rolando, what's up, brother? Uh, you're fucking up with the... No, 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 his audio is connected. Sometimes there's a lag on that. You can blame it on the lag, Lou. I'm going to keep blaming it on you. something oh um you did anything for columbus day weekend uh what the hell did i do no i just sunday was watching football day yo can you guys hear me now we can hear you what's up rolando damn dude this got this shit got complicated bro yo bro you you got you had me scared there i was like (laughs) (laughs) no i was like wait i got a call i got a allow the camera what what else i gotta do (laughs) (laughs) what's going on man how's everything man i was trying to get back home so i could do this meeting from home man but i got caught up with uh an audition and uh, helping out a a buddy with his audition so now i'm in my car so it's all good though we can do this in my car no hey yes sir yes sir that that's uh that's how interviews are done today, man. It, it's it's where you are. It's remote. It's mobile. Um, that's right. That's right. We we mobile. <laughs> so so Chris, I don't know if you're familiar with Rolando's story, but it is a true American tale, where you know a young boy migrates over to the states and he becomes a Hollywood star. So let's pick it up from there, <laughs> Rolando. How, how how did how does this happen for you, man? Well, I, w- I wouldn't call myself a star, a Hollywood star or a celebrity or anything like that. Uh, first, I, I, I consider myself to be a struggling working actor. 
which I'm good with, you know, for, with that title. But uh, yeah, man, that, that's the way the story goes. Uh, you know, my mom, uh, she came over to this country uh, fleeing a civil war from our country in El Salvador and, um, you know, brought me and my little brother, single mom, uh, you know, and uh, grew up here since I was about four years old. And, you know, grew up with uh, the whole, you, you know what, I just realized something, holy shit. I'm actually near the apartment where I grew up when, when we arrived here in the United States, in Hollywood, wow. right off the of sunset in Hobart. I'm literally down the street, holy shit, okay. <laughs> wow. we, arri- we arrived here, we arrived here. <laughs> And, 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 you know, I grew up with the whole uh, magic of movies, man. You know, my mom would take me and my little brother um, to the movies every Saturday without fail. And, we, I mean, I watched amazing movies. I saw Jaws. I saw Star Wars on the big screen. You know, all these movies. So, you know, so the, the little mustard seed was already planted in me as a youngster with, with the fascination to, uh, uh, and love for film. Um, but the the uh, the mustard seed that planted the actor in me was a whole different story, you know. So, so the uh, story has it that um, you you had the passion for the films to make movies, but however, how you got your break was through a security guard job over at the Hollywood yeah. Studios. Tell us how that experience happened and your interaction with Mister um, James Elmos. Edward James almost. So, uh, so yeah, so I knew that after high school, I knew that I didn't want to go to college because I knew I wanted to be an actor. And so what I did is I went and applied at all major studios, uh, Warner Brothers, Universal, Paramount, all the major studios, whatever job they had. And back then, there was no internet and nothing like that. So it literally had to walk in the human yeah. resources, fill out a paper application with a pen, you know, do all that. So it was time consuming, my guy. And I was driving around. I didn't get a call from nobody with the exception of Universal Studios. And they gave me a job as a security guard. So wow. I took that job, you know, because I wanted to be, the reason I applied at all the studios because I wanted to figure out how to get my foot in the door. Uh, but every time I would ask, you know, once I got the job Universal, I was a, a security guard guarding sets, movie sets. And uh, I would ask actors, how did you become an actor? And they're like, oh, man, it, you know, you got to be in the union. But in order to be in the union, you got to do a union show. And it's like a catch-22 thing, you know. So it seemed almost impossible. Um, until one day, you know, I'm, I'm working uh, the production gate entrance uh, with me and my, my buddy. And... Uh, and, and the production gate, only production vehicles are allowed. The main gate was for all guests and, you know, the visitors and whatnot. But the production gate was only strictly for production vehicles. And, you know, one time this Porsche 911 drives up and I'm thinking, oh, man, this guy's lost. Uh, you know, and uh, he had Florida license plates, uh, tinted windows. So then uh, I, you know, I knock on the window, tell him to put it down and lowers the window. I'm about to tell him that he's in the wrong gate. And my jaw drops because wow. it's Edward James almost. Now, mind you, I've been a fan of, uh, of Mr. Almost for a very long time. The first thing I ever saw him in was in a, in a movie called Zoot Zoot. And, um, and then he booked uh, a gig uh, as a, as a uh, series regular on Miami Vice. 
a yes. show from back in the early nineties. Yes. Uh, so, so uh, I, I, you know, I was a fan of his because I looked up to him because he was a Mexican American actor, uh, you know, Latino actor who was making it in Hollywood. And that's the reason why I looked up to him. So when I saw it was him, I, I was just like, Wow, Mr. Omo is that? You know, it's a pleasure to meet you. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan. You know, I'm, I'm an aspiring actor. I'm trying to, you know, do what you do. You know, you inspire me to, to want to be an actor. And he's like, let me hear it. Come here, don't call me Mr. Omo. You make me feel like my father when you call me Mr. Omo. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Yo, that's was spot like, on. That's spot on too. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I was like, okay, Eddie, sounds good, man. You know. And this is, he was just starting production, pre-production on uh, American Meat, which was um, a really gr uh, a gritty film of, about the Mexican mafia and, and how it began and all the workings in that way. And he was directing it and starring in it. It was his directorial debut. Uh, so, um, you know, he would be coming through the gate to avoid the long way at the main gate. He would always come through my gate and I let him in, you know. Uh, and but he would always stop for like two weeks straight. He would always stop and say, "Hey, how are you doing today? You're good, yeah, yeah, thank you." Like, okay, I'll right, see you later. And, you know, one day, um, this guy just driving out of the gate, and I was working with a partner in, in, in the turn gate, and uh, my little partner Randy, uh, he's a little Filipino dude who he'd been trying to be an actor for a minute too, and he, he already had headshots and all that shit. So. Um, he, the guy that's exiting goes, hey, which one of you guys is Rolando? I go, that's me. He goes, hey, listen, Eddie, I'm casting director for Eddie Olmos' film, American Me. He wants to know if you want to audition for his movie. He's looking for a Latino to play a cop, and you know, he likes the way you look in your security guard uniform. I'm like, well, shit, I mean, um, I've never done anything, and I, I can be an extra. He's like, no, I don't hire extras. I hire actors. And I was like, well, shit, okay. Well, my buddy, <laughs> he, put, he puts his two cents in, and he's like, uh, I'm, I'm an actor. Can I audition too? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. Why don't you both come on down? You know, uh, tomorrow and audition for it. And I was like, Okay, fine. Well, this was on a was it a Friday? A Friday, and um, I I blew it off. I didn't go. What? What? I didn't go to the audition. Well, you was I, I felt uh, no, no. You know what it was. I, I felt that it was too good to be true and it was a fluke. There's, there's no way. There's wow. just no way, right? So then I go to work. My buddy Randy, the little Filipino dude, comes to the gate. He's like, dude, where were you? They were asking about you. I go, shut the fuck up. They weren't asking. They were asking about you. You know, and the guy's name was Bob Marones. I'll never forget his name. Bob Marones, the casting director. Uh, he goes, yeah, Bob's like, dude, he wants to know what happened. And here, here, here's his extension. He said to give him a call. I'm like, oh, shit. So I gave him a call from the trick. Yeah, I go, hey, Bob, what happened to you, man? We waited for you. Dude, I'm so sorry. My car broke down. I barely got to work in time. <laughs> well, you know, just, I, I, was, I was bullshitting like an actor. I was bullshitting like an actor. And, he, and he's like, well, listen, can you come over during your lunchtime? I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I said, fuck it. I'll, I'll go. So I went through my lunchtime and, uh, you know, this is back when they had the VHS cameras, you know, yes. the big ass cameras, the big one, the and big he's one. got on a tripod. Yeah, the really big one. <laughs> and, you know, he go, I, he gives me two pieces of paper with a bunch of lines. I go, okay, what, what am I supposed to do? He's like, you really had never done this before, have you? I go, no, I told you, I, you know, I'm 
but you want to be an actor. I go, well, yeah. Well, you, you need to learn this shit, man. I go, okay. <laughs> what, do, what do I do? He said, read the fucking lines and pretend to be a cop. That's it. Can you do that? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. All right, sure. <laughs> I met a couple... I met a couple of dick cops in my day, right? You know, so I was like, like, all right, let me just pretend to be one of those guys. So I did the lines and everything and boom, boom, boom. He recorded me on that VHS camera. And um, and next thing you know, I leave. And I don't think anything of it. Two days later, I'm getting ready for work. I get a phone call. I pick up the phone and I go, hello. Hey, Rolando. Yeah. Hey, it's Bob Aronis. How you doing? Like, hey, Bob, what's up? He's like, so, you say you never you never acted before, right? No? He goes, actually, no. And he goes, yeah, and you never take it, and you never taken any kind of acting classes or anything, right? I go, no. Actually, no, he says. And he, he goes, well, guess what? So, uh, you know, Eddie Olmos and Sean Daniels, the producer of the film, looked at the VHS tape of you and about 20 other actors for the same role, and they chose you. Congratulations. Wow. You wow. got the part. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. He's like, do you know what I just said? You got the part. I go, yeah, yeah, I heard you. Thanks. He's like, all right, man, my assistant will be in touch with you long detail. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I hung up. Bro, when I hung up, Oh man! I was like, I was like, wait, I got a part in a movie. I got a part in a movie. Wow. Holy shit! I got a part in a fucking movie. <laughs> I'm like, mom, dad, fucking apartment. There's nobody home, and I'm like, holy shit, dude! I just got a part in a major motion picture, a studio motion picture, Universal film, and I'm like, dude, it, I lost it. I lost it. I couldn't wow. believe it. And 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 that was the beginning of my career. I had one scene and one line in that movie, and that one scene and one line has led to over thirty years of me being an actor. Wow, Orlando, that, bless, that is a, an amazing story. And way to and what a way to come in. That's that's an American classic. American me is <laughs> phenomenal. Movie. I mean, for all Latinos, it's like that's the that's the rite of passage. Hey, you got to see that movie first, and then you move on to the <laughs> other gangster movies. But that is amazing. Well, you, you 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 watch American me first, then Blood and Blood Out. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Blood and Blood Out. Actually, no. You know what? No, let, let me correct myself. Let me correct myself. Okay, if you're a real Latino, especially if you're a real Chicano, uh-huh. the order the films need to be watched is Boulevard Nights. Then American Me, then Blood and Blood Out. You're right. You're right. Now, tell me, tell me, tell me you guys know Boulevard Nights. Ah, I'm about to I got, tell you no, man. I got to be I'm honest. To I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to watch it okay, now. Well, you're, 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 you're a Yankees fan, bro. So that, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Get him. Me. Get him, bro. Fucking Yankees. Get him. Fucking Yankees. I can't laugh too hard. I'm a Mets fan. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? It's okay. You guys are like my cousins. I got... I got two cousins that grew up in New York. One of them, uh, okay, one of them is a Yankees fan. He grew up in, in Washington Heights. The other one grew up in the Bronx, and he's a Mets fan. Oh. All right, so so you guys are like you guys are like my cousins. So I'm gonna give you shit the way I give them shit. You know? That's so, fine. That's fine. That's fine. 
so so Orlando, so this is a, a phenomenal start. You 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 get your first gig in this major movie, and you just said that you've been in the movie industry now for 30 years. How many movies have you been in? Because I was checking your IMBD, I lost count. I was like, yo, you've been working, yeah. brother. You've I, been working. I, I have I have uh, over a hundred, I think it's almost 115 credits to my name, which includes films and television shows. Wow. And so I'm, 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 I'm very, I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed. I've had the longevity that I've had, um, in my career. And, uh, I, I, I like to give thanks to Edward James almost for starting off my career. First of all, first and foremost, uh, secondly, I, I give credit to my natural born talent, um, because I never had taken an acting class in my life. No. And when people say no, Oh wow! Never and and when people and when people say you know, um, well, how did you learn how to act if you didn't take an acting class? It's called the school of life. Mm-hmm. I take I take things that have happened in my life, in my real life, and put it into my acting. Really? You know? Yeah, because if you really think about it, our life is is, is this world is our stage. Our life is our, our story, the, 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 the movie, if you will, you know? So all you're doing is you're retelling your story, you know? And when, when, I, when I dive, dive deep into a character, I incorporate a lot of things that I've gone through personally in my life into the character. Um, I, have, um, I have a short film that I did uh, back in 2014, 2015, somewhere around there. Um, and it made the short, uh, the, the film festival circuit. Now, the reason I did this short film was because, um, it had to do with, uh, a story of, uh, a father and a son who haven't, you know, haven't talked to each other for decades because the son came out to his father during Thanksgiving dinner and the father kicked him out. Oh, wow. And yeah, for, for, for being gay. And mm-hmm. that resonates with me because I happen to be a gay man myself. And um, when I read the story, it, it really broke my heart, you know? So, so I ended up playing the kid. The writer, uh, his name is Fabian Martin and his wife, Maria Martin, uh, he's a fabulous writer. Uh, it was based on his wife's uh, younger brother who happened to be gay. And, uh, and the father and him got into a fight and got kicked out and all that. So it was it was uh, based on that true story. So it was a true story. So when I played the father, um, there's a scene in there where um, the father is pretty much on his deathbed, you know, and uh, the son comes and sees him. And when the father sees him, he he breaks down and he tells him, you know, I'm so sorry for not being a good father. I'm sorry for kicking you out, you know. You know, I, 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 I screwed up and, you know, and the son forgives him. Mm. The son forgives his father, you know, and it really, really, the, my performance in that where I break down and cry and my son lays his head on my chest and there's this, oof, hold on. No, no. no. <laughs> this happens to me. This happens Listen, to me. <laughs> that's why you, that's why he, Chris, he was uh, nominated for best actor in that film. Did you win? Did you end up winning that award? 
I, I did not. I was runner up. I was runner up. But what's the name of the what's the name of the movie? So uh, four hundred miles. It, it, it's it? A, it, yeah, it's four. It's a short film called Four Hundred Miles. Right. You can find it on you, you can find it on Vimeo. Um, okay. Just look up uh, four four hundred miles short film, and Felix Martinez is the director, so you'll find his director's cut in there. Uh, but uh, it, it, every time I watch it, every time I think about that scene, I get emotional because. Um, it was very easy for me to break down because, it, like I said, the story truly broke my heart. So it made it that easy for me to, to be able to break down and cry. Yeah, no, and all the write-ups, everybody said you did a phenomenal job. I mean, the whole cast yeah. did a great job. They got nominated too, right, for Best Film, and you got nominated for Best Actor. Um, it was unfortunate. Yeah, it was at the... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was at the Buford, Interna uh, Buford International Film Festival in South Carolina. Uh, we flew out there and everything, and it was a great time, and they treated us great. Um, you know, but that's one of the short things that I've done that I'm extremely, extremely proud of. Um, you know, of, of the of the entire cast and and my work personally as well. So, in 30 years, would you say that was the most rewarding experience um, um, working in the movie industry? Um, it, it was definitely the most rewarding experience doing that short film because of the fact that uh, it, it had to do with the LGBTQ community. It was a story about an LGBTQ youth, and um, and I was able to uh, I was able to get that story across and that message across, you know. But uh, but also there's another film that I did. Uh, this was called Crazy Beautiful where uh, I play uh, the older brother of Jason Hernandez in that film. And, um, you know, my character, Hector, he's a, he's, he's a thug. He's a gangster uh, who didn't do much with his life. He's still living at home with his mom. And his younger brother, uh, who's played by Jason Hernandez, is, uh, is a really smart, uh, athletic football player in high school, um, you know, has the opportunity to go to college and all that. You know, there's a scene in there where you know, because he, he he's uh he's dating uh Kirsten Dunst uh, in the movie. Uh, Kirsten Dunst did a great job too, and uh, but he's losing focus because of this relationship with his white girl, right? So he comes home late, and uh, you know, and our moms we're in the kitchen having dinner, and our mom's like, "Hey, Carlos, where have you been? We've been waiting for you, blah blah." You know, and he he goes off on our mom and and says, "Well, stop worrying about me. Let get off my ass." And me, as an older brother, I slam my hand on the table. I get up. I go, look, don't talk to moms like that, fool. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? Oh, the, and I, so I get up <laughs> in his face, man. I get up in his face. And, and, I, and I let him know. I let him know. I'm like, you know what? She busted her ass. This shit job for you. I said, not for me. Every single fucking day. You owe it to make something to yourself. And he pushed, and I push him. And he pushes me back. He's why? Because you did it? I go, yeah. She knows you're right. You're right. You know what I I'm not as smart as you. I'm not as fast as you. I, you have the opportunity to become whatever the fuck you want to become. Whatever you want. But for you to throw it away to that white girl's number, but in the hands, I'm not going to let you do that shit to yourself or to moms anymore. You understand this? And he looks away and I go, look at me. Yes, you understand this? Uh, and then he, he walks right past me. Bro, that scene right there, uh -huh. I get so much love from, I've had youngsters come up to me and tell me, hey, you were that guy that played in Crazy Beautiful. I go, yeah. Man, I just want to tell you, man, that that scene in the kitchen, you reminded me of my dad, you reminded me of my older brother when they're trying to school me and, you know, now they're either locked up or they're dead, you know, and, and I just want to thank you because you, you you opened my eyes up to be a better person. And 
man, when I get those those type of compliments, bro, it really it really gets um, it really gets me emotional because I, I've if I'm able to move one person in a positive direction Absolutely. through my performance through my job. I, I, I've done and accomplished what I set out to accomplish because when I wanted to become an actor, the reason I wanted to become an actor was because I wanted to move people. I wanted to inspire people. I wanted to make people feel what I felt. The reason, the catalyst that made me become an actor was River Phoenix. And um, I don't know if you know who yes. River Phoenix mm -hmm. is. Yeah, that's the younger brother of Joaquin. He passed away. He passed away, yeah. River Phoenix in the movie called Stand By Me. He was 12 mm. years old. The first time ever in my life that I cried because of a film, because his performance in that film where he cries, it, it just moved me so much that I, that's, that's the moment I said, oh my God, this is what I want to do. I want to move people like that. I want people to feel something, whether it be laughter, anger, hatred. I want to move people. And that's what I set out to do, man. And then, you know, when I get those type of comments from people, you know, on on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and they tell me that I, I've inspired them, you know, I've done my job. No, that's, I've done my job. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, a definitely, lot. that's definitely rewarding. I'm sorry, Chris, you had something? No, no, that that I, I understand what he's saying. It means a lot because, you know, um, uh, of course not. It, it's just uh, as as being. It's 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 all about being a good human being, man. And exactly. Um, it it, it the other day, um, a, a friend of ours invites me over to his house, and um, you know, and then he goes, "I love your energy, Chris. I love you know, I love so that." small so it so I, in that small stage i can understand what he's talking about because it just makes you feel good that you're making other people feel and chris, good and you're, yeah. you're bringing joy to somebody's life and chris imagine rolando doesn't even know these people it's just through the screen That's so the I'm performance saying. is so convincing that it resonates with these people and they just know that, that and that That's that, that, that is very yeah. rewarding hey, exactly rolando I, I got I gotta ask you because only we were because we were talking about it at the top of the show uh before you jumped on with us. Uh Dave Chappelle, he recently did a special. By any chance do you get to catch uh catch the the special? You know what's funny? I, I just saw it last night. What are your thoughts? Okay. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh okay, so so I, I heard about him getting backlash from the trans community. Mm -hmm. um and, and and this is the thing he's been getting a lot of shit from the trans community for a while now not not just in this show uh but the one thing that i i am part of the, of the lgbt community okay mm -hmm. i'm a gay man and my opinion is this as an artist myself what people don't understand is that that's what dave Chappelle is mm -hmm. he's an artist He's a comedian. And comedians make fun of everybody. Every single person. Okay? That's the art form. To make people laugh. Now, in that special, he was talking about a friend of his. 
Daphne. That was trans. Daphne. Yep. Yes. Daphne. Mm-hmm. Daphne. And let me tell you something. I don't want to spoil it for, for people who haven't watched the show. But I, spoiler alert, okay? I'm giving you a spoiler yeah. alert. Mm-hmm. When he was breaking down how they became friends and, you know, uh, she bombed the first 45 minutes when he <laughs> opened the set and everything. And, and then when, when, when he gets to the part where, you know, they, she's really funny off stage and this and that. And they, he formed this beautiful friendship yeah. with a trans um, woman. Yeah. That was amazing. With a trans woman, right? But what really broke my heart is the fact that when she defended Dave Chappelle, her own community turned yeah. against her. Yeah. That that you know what that really and, hurt and drove her and drove her to kill herself. No, oh, yeah. that that was yeah. really sad. That was so sad. So for me, for me, I I'm emotional about it right now because I got emotional about it last night because that broke my heart, bro. Like our own fucking community did that, drove her to suicide. So who's so who's oh, worse? Man. Right, right. You start thinking. You start thinking. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Orlando. But who? You start thinking. Um, is is the guy? Is the artist that's up there to make us laugh? To make it? To make us? You know, or your own community attacking one of their own? You understand? That's that's, that's like that's, that's horrible. Yeah, that, that that's worse. That's worse. Because that the, the the community should have realized that this woman was not defending Dave Chappelle blindly. She was defending him because she knew him on a personal level yes, and yes. understood his comedy. Mm-hmm. Understood that it's 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 comedy. It's an art form. Art form. And therefore, yep. whenever 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 Dave Chappelle talks about a gay man or yeah, don't touch me. You know, I don't take offense to it because I know it's an act, you know? So, so my opinion, my opinion is that my own community needs to look at themselves and, and, and try, you, you're talking about tolerance. What That was intolerant. Yep. Exactly. Hey, hey, and, Bla- and it, drove, it drove a beautiful person to, to kill themselves. It's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, it's very horrible. And Rolanda, I, I really appreciate you opening up and, and sharing, you know, your, you know, your, your, your thoughts on that. Um, and, and it was well said because it's true. You got to be able to separate the two, the art and what the yeah, person's exactly. actions are. It, it's, 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 it's the same thing. It's the same thing as me as an actor when I play a character. Now, I'll give you a perfect example. The, the one character that people know me the most for is Baby Joker from Next Friday. Right? <laughs> okay. Joker, yeah. So, 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 so let me let me explain something here. Um, my friend Daniel La Paz, who was a star of Boulevard Nights, and he played a uh, big puppet in American Me. Uh, he he would go to lowrider car shows and do autograph signings. You know, of all his pictures from the movies. And one day he's like, dude, you should come through, man. Sign autograph pictures from next Friday. And, you know, we sell them and take pictures. Of the crew. Ah, all right, sure, no problem. So I started going to these Lowrider car shows with around the country. And every time the homies would come up, right? Hey, orale, hey, dog, you got to play baby joker, huh? 
I go, yeah, 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 bro, yeah. And then he goes, hey, homie, can I get your picture? Yeah, sure, sure thing, bro, no problem. Uh, who do I make it out to? Like, they look at me like, hey, homie, you sound different, homes. Why are you talking all funny and shit? I'm like, uh, 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 because, because. Because because this is my regular voice. He's like, yeah, but, but in the but in the movie, but in the movie you sounded like like a real G. I'm like, uh, it's it's called it's called a character. Uh, you know, like people literally expect yeah. me to be that character. You know, in real life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So so for so for me, I, I just found it like it is like really guys, you guys don't understand this is the character I play. The person <laughs> that's speaking to you right now, this is who Rolando Molina is. <laughs> you know, it it it, it, it I mean uh, I, I, I I get it and I don't get it because at the same time I feel like okay, am I really that good of a fucking actor? We might try to be award because people really believe that I'm that person or that character. <laughs> oh my god hey listen it's good to be known for something though right <laughs> yeah absolutely um listen uh rolando we we have about six minutes left i want to give you opportunity okay. to plug anything that you're working on uh where could folks find you uh you know what are your your handles your chat you know social media addresses okay. so people could reach out if you say sure, one of your handles sure. is baby joker we're gonna have a problem <laughs> <laughs> Baby joke on Instagram. <laughs> no, nah, bro, nah, never that, never that. Um, so, so, well, the one, the one thing that I want people to understand is this: that um, I thank every single person. Listen, I love all my fans. I love all my followers because they are the reason why I do what I do. Um, but I want people to understand that that Rolando Molina is an actor who plays many, many different roles, many different characters, many different films and shows. Uh, next Friday is a cult classic, and I understand why everybody's like, hey, it's Baby Joker, fine. But I've played so many different characters, so please Google my name, go to my IMDb, go find the films I've been in, the TV shows I've been in, and go watch it, the diversity of different characters that I've played. Yes, I play Baby Joker, but I've also played a father, but I've also played an electrician, but I've also played a lab technician, but I've also played a, a, a federale in Mexico. I mean, there's just so many different characters that I played, and I would love for people to get to know those other uh, characters that I played, you know, so they can, you know, I was even in Sons of Anarchy. I don't know if anybody knew yes. that, but so so please if you guys are going to go look at my films and television shows i'd really appreciate that now uh as far as my social media uh i'm really not on facebook even though i do have a facebook but i'm really not on there uh but I, my instagram is real rolando molina my tiktok is rolando molina 91 and uh those are the only two social medias that platforms that i'm currently using right now uh, ladies, oh, ladies and gentlemen, and also, Rolando's IG page is great, especially if you want good eats. He goes everywhere he goes. He's doing like a review, and don't watch him at twelve o'clock at night because you're just starving. You're like, oh my god! I do, man. I do. I do do that. I, I, I love. I love. I'm a foodie. I, I'm definitely a foodie. So whenever anybody tells me, "Hey, you should check out this place," I go check it out. I'll do a review, you know, I'll do, I'll put it together, a TikTok video, an Instagram video, and, and just tell them what I think, you know? And Orlando, um, I'm sorry, but, Orlando, uh, you got to do a review on the pupusas. That's the greatest thing on, on earth. I did. 
When? I really? did. I, 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 yeah. Well, it's on my TikTok. It's on my TikTok oh, uh, okay. where there was this little pupusa stand here in downtown LA. There, there's a brewery called Angel City Brewery. And one day I was driving by there and I saw this pupuseria stand right on the corner. And I went to it, and man, let me tell you, it's one of the best pupusas in LA that I've ever had. So I did a TikTok video about it. So oh, nice. go check out my TikTok. You'll find it in there. And uh, it, it, man, it's it's amazing. <laughs> but I have done it. I have done a pupusa. <laughs> I gotta go check <laughs> it out. Boy, I'm Salvadoran. I'm Salvadoran. That's what I'm exactly, saying. Exactly. <laughs> I saw you doing reviews on tacos. I said, "Where's the pupusas?" And then, but I gotta check your TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, um, you gotta open up a TikTok, man. No, no, definitely. So, okay, one last thing. One last thing. So, uh, uh, the last thing that I did was a guest star on a show called Animal Kingdom on TNT. Okay. I'm in season five, ep episode nine. And it's a quick little cameo, but it's an awesome little cameo. I love the character I played. I had a lot of fun doing it. Shout out to uh, 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 Leah uh, George. She's the one that uh, played opposite of me. Um, and... Uh, and then also I'm going to be working on another short film, which I'm going to be co-directing okay. with a friend of mine in San Antonio. Nice. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout, guys. And I'm auditioning right now because of COVID. We got shut down for last year, but uh, productions are coming back in. I'm starting to audition again, and I'm getting pretty close to booking something. So just be awesome. on the lookout. And the one, the, one thing, the one thing that I'm going to tell you guys is – don't be surprised if I pop into your living room or bedroom from time to time. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Orlando, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Uh, sure. Keep sure doing your thing, man. And, 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 and thank you for sharing, uh, opening up and sharing your story, man. I'm very grateful from the bottom of my heart and, and much success, bro. God bless. I, pre I appreciate that, man. Thank you guys so much. And by the way, guys, yesterday was National Coming Out Day. So yes. I did a coming out story on my TikTok, which I'm probably going to post on my Instagram now that I think about it. So be on the lookout for that. Orlando, yes, just one last thing before I let you go. I'm going to put me and Chris into the waiting room. Can you just introduce yourself and say, uh, please listen to the Breeze Shooters podcast and subscribe. To, to the what? Breeze Shooters podcast. The Breeze Shooters podcast. All right. You All right, got cool. it. Let me uh, just go into the waiting room. You know what, Rolando? You could do it from where you're at. I, I could, uh, I could, uh, I could uh, crop it. Go ahead. Three, okay. two, one. Action. Hey, it's your boy Rolando Molina, and you guys are listening to the Breeze Shooters podcast. Please like and subscribe. That's a professional right there, Chris. That's, that's a pro. That's, that's a pro. That's what they call them. That's what they call them. You never acting. That's what they call them. <laughs> Orlando, you know what I'm saying? Take care before it drops off. Be good, Papo. Thank you for the time, man. All right. Take care. Not, All right. Take bless, care, guys. Have a good one. Later, Chris. God bless, guys. Come back. Later.